Christchurch, New Malden, Sunday the 19th of March 2023, 11 o'clock service. Katie Loffman speaking on the series, Parables in Luke, The Shrewd Manager. We all love a good story, don't we? There's the bedtime story that we tell children before they go to sleep. There's the gripping story that we're glued to in a good film. And of course, the wonderful, immersive enjoyment of a good book. People have been telling each other stories ever since cavemen sat round the fire in the evenings. It's one of the things that makes us human. And it's one of the very human things about Jesus. He told stories. But his stories are not just to entertain. They all have a purpose. They tell us something about God and something about himself. They tell us about the kingdom of God and particularly they tell us how we should prepare ourselves for living in God's kingdom by the way that we live here. Although God's kingdom is not fully here yet, Jesus calls us to live by its values and its principles. And when we do that, we're giving a little preview of God's kingdom and we're actually bringing a bit of it into existence here and now. Obviously, the more we do that, the more visible God's kingdom becomes and the more of it that there is here on earth. That's what we mean when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We are the answer to that prayer. And that's why it matters how we behave as Christians. Living a Christian life is not only about pleasing God or being a good person, it's about bringing a bit of God's kingdom right here into our corner of the world. And Jesus' stories, his parables, are one of the things that tell us how to do that. So let's look at the parable of the shrewd manager. It's a story about money. And it falls between two other parables about money. Before it is the tale of the prodigal son who squandered his father's wealth but then came crawling back only to find a loving welcome from his dad. And after it, Luke gives us a parable about a rich man and a poor man called Lazarus, which Ruth will be speaking on next week. And none of the people in those, any of these three parables managed their money well at all. Jesus is telling us that our money is one of the blessings that we have from God. And like the rest of our life, it's really important that the way we use it reflects God's kingdom. So what was so shrewd about the shrewd manager? He was managing his master's property. It wasn't his own. Yet he wasted it. He treated it as if it didn't matter. He didn't value the things that his master had given him to look after. And the master got to hear about this and he's about to be out on his ear. The master asks him to account for his actions. Suddenly, the manager's mind is focused. He's about to lose his job. What can he do to give himself a better chance in the outside world? He still has access to his master's possessions and he realizes that's his most valuable resource. Suddenly, instead of wasting them, he turns those possessions to his advantage. He uses the debts 
to make sure that he'll be okay once he's no longer under the wing of the master's household. This is a parable about God's kingdom, and it's a warning to us to manage carefully the riches that God has given us. Jesus is explicitly talking about money, but he also means spiritual riches. Like the prodigal son we heard about last week, we have a heavenly father with incredible wealth. He made and owns the whole universe, our world and everything in it. He shares that with us, inviting us to help look after the world and run it on his behalf. Everything we have comes from him. He provides for us every day, our whole lives. He also gives us access to incredible spiritual riches. He's an infinite God of infinite love. And again, he invites us to be part of that, to come close to him to feel his everlasting love and to give it out to other people too. He builds us up with spiritual wisdom and he gives us spiritual gifts. And he walks alongside us in our suffering, lightening that darkness with his compassion and his strength. And ultimately, he invites us to spend eternity with him. Throughout our lives, we have access to that wealth and God expects us to use it and he expects us to use it responsibly. God has put us in charge of his possessions and like the manager in the story, we are his stewards until he calls us into his office and asks us to give an account of how we've used those things because Jesus tells us that day will come. Like that manager, our time as stewards will come to an end and this parable is a warning. It's warning us to use all the vast wealth that God has put at our disposal, both spiritual riches and worldly possessions, to prepare for the day when we're no longer in this life. And he tells us the way to do that is not to mess about wasting time and wasting what we have, like the manager in the story, but to be really focused on God's kingdom right from the start. The Bible is full of metaphors for this. Paul talks about it as running a race with our eyes set on the prize, on the finishing line. I entered a 10K race once and I ran the whole way. It took a really long time, but I didn't stop to look at the view or chat with the spectators. I didn't wander off or take any detours. No, I kept to the track and I kept running. And at the end, I got a medal because I finished. I've heard people say that they don't want to bother about God while they're young and they're having a good time. They'll leave all that until they're old and maybe they're even planning a deathbed conversion. Well, what a waste. That means a lifetime of squandering God's wealth, his spiritual gifts and all those resources which that person could have been getting the benefit of and passing on. Does this remind you of the prodigal son? All God's wonderful provision for our needs, they've used that money and those possessions only for their own ends and not used it to invest in God's kingdom here on earth. What a waste, Jesus says. They could have been using it to build up something wonderful that would last forever. 
Someone who does that is showing that they love their money and their possessions more than they love God. As a result, their life is governed by material things. They're so busy serving their bank balance that they don't have the time or the understanding to try and serve God. Jesus says you can't do both. So this is a parable about priorities. The traditional prayer when we give money in church is all things come from you, O Lord, and of your own do we give you. And when we realise that everything we have comes from God, it gives us a good perspective on our things. God entrusts everything to us. His world, our money, our possessions, he entrusts them to us to use for building his kingdom. Can you be trusted to use it wisely for its proper purpose? Can I? So how do we invest in God's kingdom? Well, that's something we need to do spiritually and physically. Spiritually, we invest in our own physical growth as members of God's kingdom. We come to church, we pray, we praise God, we learn from the Bible. And all this builds up our health, our spiritual health and our spiritual fitness. And that investment then equips us for more. It shapes our priorities and it helps us to grow more in our recognition of what God wants for us and for the world. And that, in turn, will affect the way we use our money and our possessions. When we look at the world from that perspective, we can see more of what's required. We start to become more sensitive to things like injustice. That prompts us to search for organisations that are fighting against injustice, and we can support them with money or time or expertise. Writing injustice of any kind is a kingdom value. So when we put our money or our efforts into that, we're investing in God's kingdom. We're preparing ourselves to be citizens of God's kingdom eternally. There are lots of places that we can do that. And here's just one that we support here at Christchurch. Tier Fund works all over the world to counteract injustice in all its forms, to rescue people, to bring healing, and to care for God's creation. All of this is kingdom work. So investing in that is the kind of thing that Jesus was talking about. Shopping is another area where we can use our money for good. Buying ethical products at a fair trade or green has a real effect on the world. What are our priorities? Is it the good of the world and some of the poorest people in it? Or is it primarily our bank balance? This cost of living crisis forces us to make some hard choices. But our challenge is to remain faithful to our kingdom values, whatever's going on in our bank balance. To keep making our money serve God rather than us serving our money. And that might feel hard, but that's what Paul was talking about when he said, stay in the race, don't lose sight of your goal. Don't get distracted by other priorities. Stay faithful, even when it's hard. Because remember, everything belongs to God. That money's not ours, it's God's provision for us. 
God provides for us in so many ways through the world around us, through our job or our pension or the way that we earn money. And sometimes he provides for us in miraculous ways. In the Old Testament, 1 Kings chapter 17 talks about, tells us about a woman who had almost nothing to eat. Yet when the prophet Elijah asked her for food, she gave him her last meal. Just like the woman in the New Testament who gave her last coin to the temple. She invested all she had in supporting God's work through Elijah. She didn't just give what she could afford. She gave to God's work even when she couldn't afford it. That was the test of her faithfulness. She gave from the heart, not from her spare change. And in return, God made sure that her jar of flour always had enough in it just for another meal. And her bottle of oil had just enough left. She wasn't given a huge sack of flour and gallons of oil. No, she was given just enough for what she needed right then. And that's what Psalm 18 was talking about in our second reading. Verse 24 says, The Lord has rewarded me according to my faithfulness. And I think that's how God often provides for us when we're faithful with our money. Just enough, in an inconspicuous way, so that you almost don't notice. Nothing spectacular, just a daily small miracle. So what is Jesus telling us in this story of the shrewd manager? Well, one thing he wants us to remember is that nothing that we have is ours. All of it is God's riches, and he gives it to us so that we can be generous. When we use those riches to invest in God's kingdom, we're making wise decisions, not just for the people we help, but for our own eternal future. <laughs>